0: The following conversation is a short and sharp one with my friend and colleague, Matthew White. We talk about all the adjustments that uh, we've all have to be making around COVID, Australia and and China, uh, relations and global politics. We talk about should people and athletes go back to sport? and begin their seasons again. We talk about uh, Matthew's involvement in academics at universities and how they've all adjusted and what his thoughts and opinions are. And uh, the conversation centers around those topics. I hope you enjoy it. Um, we've been wanting to do this for a little bit of time and now we finally did it, enjoy. We were talking about the ramifications of reopening things, right? Do you think it's a, this is what should be happening? Do you think it's smart? you think we should be more aggressive you think we should be a little more conservative it's
1: smart yes for the sake of you can only do so much at home whatever if you have a home gym cool stick with it live with it perfect um, in terms of being more aggressive it has to be a balance aggressive conservative it's the same it just has to be a balance like yes you have to be wary of who else is using the space, what other coaches have booked in, what other athletes or clients are coming in at that time. And then at the same time, you want to be aggressive because now's the time people have come from being in isolation where they may have started working out or started training and they need some, a bit of guidance and that's where we come in. Mm. So it's just having that fine balance between do I ramp myself up, get as many clients as I can, add them into the system, or do I just slowly introduce everyone back into the gym that's already a client of mine? And then do I start bringing in, let's say one to two clients a week and see
0: how that works with this. This is something you're considering and thinking about now.
1: Oh yeah, it's been happening for, cause we opened last week.
0: Yeah, so we opened last week
1: and I know I myself gained uh, um, clients. Mm. I still had the original that I was already there. Um, they were training out of my house over the period, but then at the same time, once ISO was over, I had interest come in, and I gained an extra five on top of what I already had. And yeah, it's just been a bit of a wild time, just trying to organise it on top of just sharing the spaces with other coaches and their athletes. So. For example, someone who uses a semi-private model has, let's say, half their space at the gym. Whereas myself, who's more one-on-one to two-on-one, I get the, let's say, a quarter to a third of the space. And they just wanna balance it out. And it's it's fine, it's like, it's completely fine. We've worked it out. We're still seeing how we can shift some stuff around the areas, because we have different areas, so like one, two, three, four. And five. So, and because I found myself now boxed out on Tuesday and Thursday nights mainly. As Uh, in from from four. (laughs) Nice. Sorry. That's all right. From four to about 6.30, I've got six clients coming through. which For me, went from strictly one-on-one to semi-private was... It's a bit of a jump so I'm still trying to get used to now making sure everyone's doing the right thing because as most of them being new clients that one-on-one setting is usually preferred for them because they can learn understand the movements understand the program understand what it's actually what I'm going through with them whereas the more experienced clients who actually aren't on those days which I wish they were but then again each their own I just can give the program and go, cool, I'll watch you when you ask,
0: but you, you're going to be fine. Mm. They have the autonomy to do that yeah. themselves. So our, we were talking and you're like, man, let's do the podcast. So all right. What did you, now that we're here, yep. was there something in particular? What, was you, what did you in particular want, want to talk about and conversate? Was there something in particular? I've got a question for you. Yeah, okay. What do you we think
1: about sports seasons? Hmm. And then continuing on. I know a lot of them have been cancelled and
0: canned. Mm-hmm. And some of them continue. But yeah, what do you and think? Starting back up. Yeah,
1: what do you think of that? They've um, been delayed again, I can tell you from my experience. They've been pushed back again.
0: What do you think? What do I think? I think when we talk about the benefit that someone gets to their mental health and physical health from playing sport and coming together as a team, and socializing with people, so many benefits that there, has, that there is of sport. I think that the, I think the positives can outweigh the negatives. But at the same time, you have to argue the other side. Well, you're getting up to dozens of people together and sport is something that is in contact. So we're in contact with one another. And so, but at the same time, we're looking at athletes. They are typically healthy, fit um, people who are gonna be much more robust uh, to uh, an immune system to fight against bacterial and viral infections. So it makes me think, well, but they can spread. And you can see I go back and forth. You just keep going pinballing back and forth about arguing with yourself. That feedback loop. Right. And so I think uh, I think if you look at it from a risk perspective, I think something like that should be classed in a similar thing to gyms, uh, that it should reopen and it should continue um, because the positives, I believe, outweigh the negatives, especially if you look at the individual itself. Now, whether the individual can pass on something to another person—that's—that's that's without being said. That's obvious. But I'm—I'm—I would say I'm on the side of fall and against. Oh, you feel different?
1: I—it's—I'm mixed. I want both. Finally, if I want the season to continue, and I want it to stop. I want to can't what's the because we argue the four part what's the stop part for you so I want it to stop because myself being with a soccer team mm. being involved with that we know most of the league has is stopped it's just they're not doing it until next year we're continuing however some of the teams that we compete against I mean the those suburbs that have been in lockdown have now been it's uh, in stage three again. Mm. So that's why we've been pushed back again. So we're uh, estimated to start mid to late July. We've now been pushed back to nearly
0: August. Because, and for those who don't know, Matt's referencing, Matthew is referencing the fact that other suburbs have gotten... Do you prefer that? Either. <laughs> um, other suburbs in our, in our city have been locked down. So instead of locking down the whole state, our Premier has locked down about 10 or so suburbs. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, a bunch of postcodes are around the city and you're saying your team potentially competes against some of these suburbs. Yeah, we know. We do, for a fact. Well, that that uh, makes sense to me.
1: I'm I'm saying it. I understand that. So, the reason against, again, is that and because working with a soccer club and actually knowing that background, what goes in the back end. So, not being part of the team, being part of the athletes where they don't know as much. Mm. Knowing the back end stuff where... Hey, money's not there. Sponsorships aren't there. Players will be wanting to move because they can't get paid to play. Um, coaching staff might change. Clubs get might, might get shut down. There's all this probability. And I pull probability as a big word because there is potential for it to happen. and it, Or it has happened.
0: What? What are you talking about?
1: What happened? Like players moving from oh. different clubs and all that stuff. Sure. But if we have the season to stop, yes, okay, I know for the players, and this is my four, I want the season to go on for the players. Yes. Mainly for them. Yes. And only them. Mm -hmm. Because I know for them, they've trained since November, December of last year. They would have started competitions and this again depends on what kind of league you're in. So for example, I, I will be referencing soccer a lot. Because I just know how it works. So if you're in MPL, so Premier League for Victoria, MPL one, they guys, those guys started end of February. So they've already played most of their games, or well, not most, a good chunk, three, uh, probably four games, I'm guessing, off the top of my head. Yeah. Whereas where I'm at in MPL two, we only had one game that wasn't part of our season. This was part of what we called the FFA Cup, so the Federation Cup which is a whole nationwide thing. So we didn't have a season game. So, for the MPL one players, this season is a bit way through and then it got cut off. So there's might be a chance they might not be going on. Whereas MPL 2, we didn't have a single game. So I want us to play because we have the opportunity to do that so and to do this, to do so. Because we haven't had a single game against a single team in our cl- so in let's our league. Play. I would say yeah, let's play. But now because of what's happened with the suburbs.
0: I think you, why don't just exclude the suburbs? Like you can, I think. Then it's, the, un,
1: then it's only going to be four teams.
0: I mean, it's better than no teams to meet. Like as an as a former athlete, right? All I wanted to do was play basketball. I don't give a fuck who, who I'm playing. Yeah, let's play. Some people not like that. Some people like oh, I want to have all my, I want to have everything proper. Yeah, of course. But they yeah. just want to play? Yeah, from the, from the players' point of view, they want to play. Like, yeah. For example... From the league's point of view, they don't want their shit to be half done. Pretty much. But guess what? This is a situation where you're going to just have to adapt over the next year. Who, how long do you think this is going to go on? I, I said that this would ebb and flow. And it's where now we're flowing. Mm. Right? Now we're flowing, shit's closed again. And this thing's going to open again, then we're going to close again. Right? And uh, you, we can say that with confidence because if you look at the disposition and of our leaders... And one of our leaders, our Premier Victoria, Daniel Andrews. His disposition is conservative. Yeah. He's not being aggressive. Assertive. No. He's not being
1: assertive about it. He... But at the same time, it's just like, you got the leader versus the people. They can, they can listen. Can... It shouldn't even be versus. It should be for and with the people, right? See, even that language is funny. Yeah, but if you think about it, and to use the estimate of, what was it? An estimated 70,000 70, people went to Chaston two weekends ago. Okay. If you think about it from that point of view, we're cool, I get it, ISO, yeah, mentally challenging, physically challenging for some people, I get it. Mm. You want to go see people, you want to get out there. Mm. But the fact is that that amount of people had to be in one place over a
0: weekend. Was that in particular anything different or special? Because we're talking about one of the biggest shopping centres in the Southern... Oh, yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Like, that's going to have a lot of people. Yeah.
1: But with the situation of how easily transmittable this is... Yeah. It's a bit worrisome.
0: I I get it. Yeah, it is... The numbers would be concerning, but uh, I think... I mean, another two-ish weeks, and we're going to see, like, whether something like that or even the protests... Manifest into something much larger because so far we haven't really had an explosion, it's been pretty slow, titrate up due to uh, partly due to an increase in testing.
1: Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. The probability of increased testing to increased results, and yeah. plus they take asymptomatic and borderline results as positive mm.
0: as well. Okay, what does that mean? What do you mean, borderline results?
1: So, even if you have a fever, I can't remember the full symptoms of it, but even if you have like a fever or a, a, like a cough. That's a borderline result but you could just have like a common cold
0: that doesn't make sense they, they I, I don't
1: know the exact
0: definition i'll be honest i don't yeah. know the exact no, that's okay because but they test take they take a borderline why result. would they count somebody who hasn't tested positive for the the uh antibodies or, or antigen for COVID 19 that sounds like that would be uh, appropriate to call someone positive so why would you call someone positive if they just have one symptom that is similar that is my confusion. I'm guessing to be, I, personally, I have no clue. But I'm just guessing. It's better to be safe than sorry. Okay, well, that would inflate the numbers to be yeah. inaccurate. Um, and I just want to clarify: the antigen is a virus of bacteria that is causing the infection, um, and then the antibodies are pr- produced in response. So, if you test positive and you're sick, you have the you get an antigen test. You're getting tested for the antigen, or if you've had it before. And you're recovered You're getting tested For the antibodies But then again
1: It's the same as set People who are asymptomatic They don't show anything
0: Right Hence they're, they're either Asymptomatic or Pre-symptomatic right yeah. So they haven't Showed them yet Or they won't Show them at all Yeah Which is such a Fucking weird thing I know It's like t- up to Two weeks incubation Period sometimes more It's like Ah That makes this stuff More tricky and complex Yeah But I think we're seeing What I don't think Many people anticipated Well maybe some did the economical ramifications. Oh, yeah, of course. Holy hell. Like, all across the world. Mm. Like, our, I'm like, the, so our, our state government's going to give, if you have been affected, you have to close your business in these areas that have been locked down. You get another $5,000. We're going to match and give you a $5,000 check. Where are they pulling the money from? That's my question. Out of the rails. They just gave every small business who makes more than $70,000. They just gave every small business making them seventy thousand, $70,000, $10,000 checks. I want to give it for context of people listening who are, who are international. All right? Guys, what is going to be the ramifications of this in a couple of years? Well, I guess that's why they sort of do want to
1: keep everything open. It's because people need to spend more so we can give
0: out, so they can give out more money somehow. I can see how that, you want to put money back in the economy. Yeah. But it kind of works against their... Their idea of trying to keep things closed down And trying to keep things controlled And so But that's the thing that, that, That's exactly yeah, the thing Yeah, that's the paradox Or the, the, the dichotomy The both sides of it Contradiction Contradiction. Yeah And my sense Is that You, you sound you, you probably Do you err on the side of caution? Rather than aggressiveness? Or which way? That's my sense I would say
1: I would go in more caution yeah. It depends Oh, all. Okay Let me rephrase that. Yeah. On the situation, I um, will go with caution because, for example, for this kind of stuff, I can't afford to get it because my family members are of older age. Mm. So if I get it, they will have it worse than what I have. Yeah. That's real. That's fucking real, man. Whereas if it was a whole different situation, yeah. Like I, I still, as soon as gym opens, I was just like, yep, cool. Let's do it. Let's get everyone in. Fuck it. Because we can do it safely. Yeah, relatively We can do it safely Like you've seen we you do it reasonably The materials Not the material. The cleaning uh, supplies we have Even I was doing it at home So you can You got like My clients can trust me Yeah I hope
0: <laughs> No exactly But I think another big thing is that You know People who I think how This is re- re- reach, We're reconditioning people Because previously If I've been under the weather Which is not very often But if you feel under the weather You might still go into work Right You might oh, still yeah. go into do your thing yeah. That, if anybody sees you sick, you're going to get caught out by somebody. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have it, but we've got a temperature reader. So uh, no, we don't have that. Yeah, <laughs> We ain't lit- that
1: sophisticated. We literally have one just to scan, just scan good.
0: the forehead. They're doing it. I, I went to a restaurant um, the other day and they did it before. To get it to the restaurant, I had to, we had to do the, the scanner hmm. and they scanned my girlfriend's forehead yeah. and her, hers was hot and she did it again. It was red. And we were standing under a heater. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, oh, she got, she, oh no. Yeah. And then you take it, oh, I was like, couldn't get into, if that did red again, wouldn't it be able to got in. I'm like, huh, this is this is the, this is is what we're doing now. Well, it's the same thing at the um, squash
1: center. I'm a part of, because one of the employees got sent home because he came in, high temperature, got sent home. I came out of my heated car and I just scanned myself just to light light. I was re- it was And it said high, but I came out literally out of a. 28 degree car Heater blasting Uh Because I came straight Because I was going From somewhere to training Or training to the gym And I was just Yeah, walked in I was just like There you go I was like, I know I'm fine But the temperature reader says different And it's the same It's like some of my clients came in They scanned high Just a one-off I told them Okay, cool Let's try that again Try it again Dropped Just because of just being in a heated car Right, right, right The body temperature just regulates
0: Exactly Um, But The situation is I Maybe it's not as bad As we were anticipating Oh no No no, Definitely the second
1: wave I think (laughs) To call it a second wave Yeah, I wouldn't really But people do The second coming. I don't know The the outbreak again
0: The Uh, outbreak Sounds like a movie
1: (laughs) I don't know how to pronounce it or just clarify it but yeah. I think yes there's been a boom in testing in those areas yes there's going to be more results coming through that of course but I think because of that it's showed us us like okay we're now prepared for if it ever happens again like oh uh, yeah th- like this, this if it does and I fucking hope it doesn't that if it happens we
0: now know how to act we now know what to do well we now understand that I think we are more prepared, but I think it's, this has highlighted how ill-prepared people are individually, at, at a population level, oh, yeah. at an economical level. Nation. Yeah, like people's responses to stress and anxiety, uncertainty, yeah. are spazzing out. The fuck you spazzing out for, man? What do we talk about with Jordan Potts? It's not what happens to you, it's how you respond. Yeah, it's how
1: you respond to situations is how others around you see you that way and how they might take you on board Mm. so my first thing when I heard gyms were closed I was like okay here we go yep and the first thing I did I contacted the manager and I said hey can I take equipment home not for I I honestly thought about myself just to train myself not even clients you've been proactive good and that was my first thing cool like I didn't like I was in a bit of panic I was actually more disappointed and let down that we had to close. But,
0: yeah, I surprisingly run about it calmly. Good. But there's a lot of people who didn't. Yeah, of course. And don't. Panic buying. And so, it's like, you, you motherfuckers don't know nothing. I'm, like, I'm not I'm no expert on survival or preparedness. But, huh. Let's think about the things that we need on a hierarchy. If shit really hits the fan.
1: Mm.
0: Like, I mean, like, really? civil unrest chronically yeah right like they can't get food in really anymore like, like we're having to get emergency supplies from like uh, the, the, the military yep. I mean that type of shit you think you're fucking you can feed your toilet paper to your children right you best get a water filtration system you best get an emergency energy power supply because what happens if it goes out Learn to farm <laughs> Yeah Get a vegetable patch And it's good Because there's a boom In, in, in uh, People buying seeds I heard Which is great <laughs> That's also, That was actually Pretty cool to see That is positive Let's yeah. grow your own fruit Yeah
1: And in terms of the hierarchy Like Funnily enough Where did it come from? Where did what come from? The to- whole toilet paper thing Like where the Where did that just come from?
0: I think it's a number of things Um, I heard on uh, one of the guests on Rogan That he made a good point And it's like Toilet paper is a large item Oh yeah And when you see it gone It creates scarcity Um, And so when something is scarce It creates more psychological demand for it And so that uh, Just snowboard and compounded So that made sense to me Um, And now we're seeing the repeat again And it just highlights How chimp-like we really are Oh yeah Monkey see monkey do Oh, ain't that the truth? <laughs> chimp see, chimp do. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> that should be the intro. Done. <laughs> chimp see, chimp do. Ooh, ooh. Cut, paste. Boom. <laughs> Next time, do it. <sighs> oh shit. Um, but you said, hopefully it doesn't happen again. Hmm. I'm telling you, this shit's gonna happen again, we're, we're in some form or another. And I tell every person who's come who says something like that, I'm like, if we, I got a graph in front of me. It's like. Oh, uh, you look at the history of pandemics, huh? Swine flu, yep. ten years ago. That's two hundred thousand. That was ten dead. Um, Ebola. That was twenty fourteen to twenty sixteen. Ten thousand dead. So I don't mean to sensationalize it by saying it's dead in like a dramatic way. I'm just yeah. emphasizing. It, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, MERS, twenty twelve to the present. That's nearly thousand. Hong Kong flu in the seventies. Uh, that was a million. And this was before, Asian flu in 1950s, uh, 57, 58. And it's funny the names, right? You think they were saying shit about the names of these? Oh, you called it the Hong Kong flu, the Asian flu, the Spanish flu. Mm. And now, Trump calls it the Chinese virus and we all just lose our chimp minds. Interesting. Just found that interesting. HIV and AIDS is present to this day. 25 to 35 million. The Russian flu. And so I'm just trying And that was in the uh, Late 1800s Yeah So I was like Okay How are we going to prepare For the next one How are you going to prepare Matthew White What are you going to do Get a bunker (laughs) It's not a bad idea Maybe Get a bunker Especially with all the Tumultuous relations With China Oh god Do you know much about that I
1: know from from An education point of view Not from Talk to me
0: 'cause most people including myself aren't very educated on it oh well, it's
1: stemming from where I work and it's just like stemming from work. Oh, university yeah yeah as in like international international students have been discouraged to go come
0: to australia to actually study which which into be specific are we talking about Chinese international students yeah
1: okay, yeah pretty much the Chinese government has encouraged or is Discouraged international students To go to Australia to learn Okay Because of the investigation That I think we asked for
0: Yes So Australia have headed An investigation um, About the ch- The COVID Yeah about I, mean, I just want to just Google it right here um, We wanted to do an investigation To figure out Where the virus came from Um Yeah and we kind of stood up on our... Yeah, we started a movement. Yeah, we, yeah exactly. Um, okay, one month ago, Foreign Minister Maurice Payne told uh, that Australia would push for an independent international inquiry inside the outbreak of COVID-19. The Prime Minister went a step further two days later, suggesting the World Health Organization uh, needed uh, tough new weapons inspector powers to investigate what caused the outbreak. Yep. So then... That yeah. sent a message. You wanna, you wanna go? Uh, well, you've got it in front of you. I think you. Should the going. Fuhrer intensified after China's ambassador hit back by warning, uh, warning of a consumer boycott, and it was supercharged by China's decision to hit Australian exports of beef and lock-in tariffs on Bali. But one month after the first interview, the Morrison government has now emerged, battered and bloodied, that's a bit sensationalism, from the diplomatic fray clutching a piece of paper and declaring victory. What the hell does that mean? Last night, the uh, World Health Assembly passed a European motion calling for comprehensive, independent, and impartial investigation into how the pandemic started and the international health response. A record 137 countries ended up co-sponsoring the motion giving it an overwhelming international endorsement that's a sign so you know it's a good sign for us for diplomacy and trying to yeah. find resolve and resolution to this problem but we have one of the world's biggest leaders China who are retaliating by, politically
1: by pretty much saying hey you guys started this fuck you guys
0: you know, who do you think might have done the uh, cyber attack oh, yeah. on our Australian infrastructure. Did yeah, you hear about that? Yeah, a little while back. So we had, Australia had, a hack against their infrastructure. Yep. And what was it, like the biggest, biggest attack? Yeah, in the Australian history. Um targeted all this these organizations across a large, large range of sectors government industry, political education um uh, so Morris said the cyber attacks were ongoing um they didn't give particular details and we suspect I suspect it makes sense. China is on top of that list for who might have done it. <laughs> oofed, I like how the stemmed off athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just think about it like, wait, where how did it start again? Well, conversation it just flows. Yeah, it's like a river, it just keeps coming. Yeah, of course. I th- look. I think this may not be that interesting to you.
1: Oh no, no, it's definitely. It's just gone. It just goes back and back. It was just like backtracks back to there. Backtracks back to there. Backtracks back to there. But it, but it just shows that um, like, I guess if the world's asking for an investigation of how this started maybe you should agree with it and just go hands up but that's reasonable Matt I know people aren't reasonable
0: especially a communist like Chinese government Mm. not gonna allow anybody to come in there snoop around their territory of course so I think you talk about the pandemic hope It doesn't happen again, but very well might and probably will. Well, uh, yeah, potentially.
1: If people just stay isolated for in terms of Victoria,
0: I mean, no, I mean, ongoing throughout the next century. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 sorry, yeah,
0: yes, of course. <laughs> History, it's,
1: yes, yeah, it's like hold on, it's like the flu. The flu, we can get vaccine for the flu, but it doesn't go away,
0: but yeah, because it mutates and changes exactly seasonally, and so. I think, and I'm trying to get somebody on um, who is an expert in Chinese-Australian relations uh, about to talk about this um, because we don't know, especially our generation, the younger generation, isn't aware of the ramifications of these geopolitical battles Mm. that really can shift and influence how we all operate and trade. Yep. So, look, it's 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 not trying to worry people, we're just trying to prepare people. Yeah, just to give him a heads up, like, hey,
1: there is a good potential for this to come back. Which, which? Ah, sorry, the pandemic.
0: Right. And things to get potentially worse. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if a war started in the next one to 20 years between these countries. Oh, God. It's not surprising. How do you think it starts? It doesn't just blow up. It's one small step at a
1: time, right? No, no, I get you. I get you. But just like... I guess the thought of that is just like.
0: Yeah, it's heavy. Seriously? <laughs> it's heavy, bro. Suddenly. It, 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 imagine if something like that happens. Because, you know, it's not like it hasn't happened multiple times before. <laughs> how that shifts your perspective. Like our grandparents, like how that shifted their perspective mm. on something like that. Like, all these. Pro- this podcast? No longer. Anyone's really giving a fuck about. Stuff like this about you know what someone said to you the week before, nah. what someone said on social media, you know, what, you, what your macros. I'm wanna, I want to, I want to, I want to, I got my health and fitness goals, I don't want to hit them. You no, know, suddenly it's more like survival now. It's now like, okay, I gotta take care of my family. Seriously, this is, this is like back to what actually humans were supposed to do it's just survive. Survive and procreate, right? Yeah. Survive and reproduce. That's it. At the end of the yeah. day, that's our most primitive, evolutionary... The last...
1: Well, it's stuck in our brain for
0: millions of years. What would you say? It's stuck in our brain for millions of years. What? Just, survival, just survival and right, procreate. These imprints. Have you yeah. read Sapiens? No, I haven't. Do you read much? Um, I'm trying
1: to get back into it. No. I, I had to... Just stop, because I think reading textbooks fried
0: my brain for a bit. Well, especially, like, science, human body, anatomy, like, <laughs> biom- like, yeah. human body science books. they get heavy. They're bloody heavy. And that's why I think we need to diversify our education.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. D- don't get me wrong. Like, reading is probably one of the best things we can do, because it gets us thinking. We can actually start changing vocabulary. Like if you see a word, you think, oh shit, that sounds like a good word, I might start using that. Mm. And then slowly integrate into your actual vocabulary and you start using it every day.
0: Yeah. You become better at talking. Yeah. Which is a skill. Yeah. And you can tell when people are very bad at talking. <laughs> and even saying that sentence is just an example of how sometimes bad I am at talking.
1: But there are times where I just go, bleh, bleh. I just can I don't know how it works, I just
0: know like what... I thought up here did not come out. I wonder how much of that has been influenced by uh, globalization, cellular technology and and being able to type or or how much has helped. I think it's
1: it's also to add on to that as well as like also how rushed people are as well. Yes. So people don't slow down, they just go, All right, if I need to reply back, I reply back to you in like Two seconds,
0: and there might be fifty mistakes in that message. But it's also it's, it's also a note on how reactive we are. Yeah. Oh, something. Oh, I get a beep. I get a bling. Yeah. I got to respond. Yeah. I got a notification. Yeah. I got to look at it. Someone called my name. Hello. Who's this? Okay, thank you. Bye. Next, 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 yeah, next, And it's just next. You become neurotic.
1: Yeah. And that's why. And that's why, like, even a big part of my coaching belief is just like, if I'm if I'm coaching. Yeah. And I need my phone on me Just to make sure The clients are coming Or if they're late They're late But if I'm coaching someone It stays away All notifications All everything Can wait
0: As a This choice. person
1: has Paid Or invested in me I have,
0: I'm there for them yeah. Can you imagine If you're sitting at a doctor's office And the doctor Just pulls out his phone While you're talking What the fuck I'll just walk out Say fuck you Just walk out Like you're yeah. not You're not listening to me But We don't we, Historically And I am put my hand up I did not hold myself To this same standard Same Right, you would check your phone every now and again. Yeah, bullshit. I, I, I only changed um,
1: start of this year. I think after just having that break from studying and just reflecting, I was just like, okay, that's why. That, that, not not that's why, but like, I can see where stuff may have gone wrong.
0: Yeah, with your behaviour of coaching, trying yeah. to improve it.
1: Yeah, it's because. Was yeah. there a
0: moment you remember, um, or is it just moments?
1: Just moments where I should be watching and just making sure that they're executing the movement properly and just making sure that's all right. Like, just making sure the client who has paid for me to do their programming and watch them to be there and not behind a fucking screen. Mm -hmm. Cool. There are times I record, but I will let them say, Sorry, let them say. Jesus Christ, let them know that I'm actually going to record. I say, hey, that last set was sick. I want to record this set. Now you have to. I will cue, but I'm not going to be able to help you.
0: No, that's imperative. You you need to gather data. You need to measure things. Yeah. You need to capture film.
1: But that's the thing. Like I will let them know personally before the set now,
0: because that's what a professional coach does. Good. (laughs) Professional. (laughs) We do our best, right? Yeah. We try. Yes. Sometimes we give ourselves too much credit. Um, that's great I, I've had my own Similar experience with that Where mm-hmm. it's like You catch yourself And I, 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 I've credited Jeremy Borzillo To being our great example of Sick brick hey? Brickson
1: Young Brickson
0: Yeah he's the change Be the change You want to see in the world He exemplified someone Who was very present As a coach yeah. Right Historically when I, I've seen him Coach for years Doesn't check his phone no. What the fuck am I doing Checking my phone even, even when he trains He does not check his phone
1: Yeah he'll just have his music yeah, even um, when we train at strength culture as well, like, he just films. Yep. And then he goes focused and just checks
0: his program and that's the only time he uses his it's phone. It's not a mistake that he's progressing so well. He's a machine. I respect him. Yeah, absolutely. So I've talked I've to Jeremy multiple times in this podcast if um, anybody's listening wants to hear the illustrious, elusive... Brick.
1: thick Italian
0: man Yeah he's getting leaner though Which I have oh. much Much respect for As you are What's your, So what are you working on now With your health Like um, okay. <laughs> Keep oh, okay
1: Keep talking I guess Being with A soccer team now Has made me shift And think And go Okay Maybe I need to look at myself as well Like I can give people the answers, I can give them programs, I can help them with exercise, I can help them with rehab. But from a presentable and professional point of view, I just don't feel like I'm up to a standard as well. Good. So I've gone and gone to Jamie B. From Melbourne Strength Culture. We started up this week actually, new coach, new program. And it's all to do with athletic development because it means I get to learn at the same time I get to train like an athlete because I train athletes. So why can I put myself in their shoes? Why can I understand how it feels to be training at, to use the quotations, a professional level?
0: Mm.
1: Because I work with semi-professional athletes. How does it feel... To be in their shoes Mm -hmm. And I need to have that mindset Like I need to understand Like yes We train Three times a week For now When it comes back to game season Or game time We will train Three times a week Have games on That's four times a week Just for their sport If they do gym training On top of that Let's say that's That's six Two days a week That's six have it's one typical. One, it's difficult and it, and it needs to be at that high standard. So I thought to myself, not that I need to change the understanding I have. It's more to
0: know how to replicate that feeling. Well, it illuminates and highlights and gives you compassion and empathy
1: on a different level. Yeah. Because I now know how serious, how daunting... How tedious some of the training is. Mm -hmm. I prescribe it. I'm I'm pretty much the first the first case of the devil advocate. Devil's advocate for like, yes, I give you this because it's gonna help you. But if I put myself through that situation, I can actually sort of understand. I know how tough it is. And this sort of comes back to like why I want the season to continue. Is because I know how tough it is for those guys to go through everything they've had and then just have to,
0: have to have the seasons just stop. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Honestly. Especially if you want to play at an elite professional level.
1: Yeah, especially we've got guy I think our youngest senior player is 20. He just turned 20. Mm. And he's come from New Zealand to play with us. And if the season doesn't go on, I'm going to feel shit for him
0: Don't feel shit Good It's good Use it as an opportunity Alright Season got cancelled Check But What can you going to do with it? This is, where I, this
1: is where I want the season to get cancelled Because it is a bit late For other clubs For other leagues I know for us We haven't played a single game It's fine But If we just Have this year null and voided Canned it completely We then have this opportunity To work on everything else that's not to do with
0: soccer physical preparation pretty much physical fi- psychological preparation main,
1: yeah mainly physical prep nutrition and psych prep yep at the same time they can get they can still do their soccer training even though the season's not going on that means they can work on their weaknesses so if they have a weak foot they can work on that if we need to work on team tactics we can now focus our training on that if they want to learn about more about what we do sort of that acceleration the running kind of stuff they can learn about that they have this whole big massive spectrum now they can explore from now until february next year exactly and that's an opportunity within an adversity pretty much and i know a lot of players are not looking at it that way a lot of players want to have the season go on. like a good example is we did a drill last night called the Argentina passing duel. It's pretty much bibs versus non-bibs or colours versus, or jumper versus non-jumpers. And it's the first to 100 passes. We had it contact. We told him semi-contact. But as soon as the first tackle came in, a lot of the players went wild. Yeah, It was the first time the in player. three months they could actually tackle, bump, sort of, um, play the sport Yeah Pretty much play the sport And I get it Like You guys wanted to do that You're hungry for it But Shit That was crazy Why It was just like A whole different Person Or di- different players Like the aggression Just came out of nowhere you are hungry man Well that's the thing like, you are yeah. starving I get it I do get it But I was just like I was taken aback I was just like Wow like, okay. This Time is to play. This is how aggressive you guys are. This is how hungry you guys are. Yeah. Careful about the mic. Oh, sorry. My bad. But it shows me how much I want the season to go on for
0: them. Yeah. Good, man. But look, it's out of our control, right? Mm. You got higher ups. FFE for us. You got people in suits making decisions for who never even maybe touched the ball. You know, acting like they understand. Look, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they, maybe they're experienced. Maybe they're empathetic, and maybe they know. But I think a lot of the times we have our so-called leaders make decisions for us, and they ain't on the ground. They don't know. They don't see it firsthand. Or oh, they have forgotten how it used to be. And this is why a guy like you want to, you gotta do something. Yeah, can I? Just, I'm just sorry.
1: I'm just gonna quickly message someone
0: wow matthew
1: i'm sorry wow am i the
0: first person to do this yes talk about distractions how dare you sir clients come on come on all right we'll pause it yeah it people making decisions who to continue on people are making decisions um for other people who may not have that influence to even influence them the players, who knows how much influence they're gonna actually have on making that decision but you have to empower yourself you, as a coach, you have to empower yourself. It's like, how can I get the most out of this situation? Yep. You know, and how has that been for you? How's the last, you know, three, four months for you? How are you taking advantage of the situation? So, you know, what have you been working on? What have you been learning, well, reflecting?
1: At that time, I think I was working for the university. So we had to shift our systems completely online. So that was a big focus for us at the start. Um. I know I'm part of the Coach Development Program at Melbourne Strength Culture and I am also have signed up to um, both Luke Tollock and Eugene Towers, um, me- uh, not, not memberships, but...
0: Like mentorship courses or something? Yeah,
1: mentorships. Uh, yeah, I would say mentorships. It's good, man. Um, so, I've got both of those to really focus on Nice now. Unfortunately, that three months where everyone was stuck at home I could not take advantage of because I was working my guts out
0: well you what, what did you spend most of the time on? Definitely the uni stuff marking assessing marking assessing you did the on so for those who don't know people what's your title what do you um, I think the
1: title is casual academic yeah so it means I work with unit chairs so people so people who run the units at university yeah and then I also demonstrate and teach got it. I don't lecture. Don't confuse that with lecturing.
0: Yeah. Good clarification. So, you've been just doing like online lessons and marking. Yeah. That's been taking up your time? Pretty much. And it's only stopped until three weeks ago. What do you think of all the online stuff? Because, you know, I actually, I'm a quite an autonomous learner. You know, I like the freedom to be able to do things on demand on my own time. And I think it, ma- it highlights the fact, number one, how redundant some of the, uh, the things we do may be yeah. and how you can actually outsource them to online. Yep. Number two, actually, you want to speak on that? I do agree. It does show
1: you how lectures are the main one, don't not need to be in person. At no, all. they don't need to be. They never do. I know... It can be. From the exercise science course I went through at Deakin. Yeah. Two to three units in the last year didn't have online lectures. Oh, no, it didn't have in-person lectures. It was already pre-recorded and there for you to access at your own time. Now,
0: pause. Why the fuck are you paying such a high amount and the same amount typically for that unit, even though it's all pre-recorded and their overheads are diminished?
1: Once again, for exercise science in particular, you pay for the labs and the practicals. And? It's more content.
0: Good. You pay for labs and practicals. So what happens when those units don't have labs and practicals or when there's a pandemic and they get sh- shut down? You're expecting me to pay the same amount? You fucks. Really? Yep. It's thousands of dollars, man. I know. Look. I am you're, you're in the sector, so you can defend and you can have an argument nah, that nah. maybe I don't have. I'm in neutral. I'm in, I'm in neutral. Part you're Switzerland. Me. Pretty much. Ah, Guggensteigen. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I just made it up. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I'm for... Like I'm for the students
1: like, yes, especially, and this goes from course to course. I don't know how it is in business. I don't know how it is in nursing, but from coming from someone who works in exercise science, online learning is literally the bane of existence for us. We've gone from being inside a gym, teaching the students different variations of exercises, programming, Variables, training variables. Practical stuff. Pretty much hands on, in person, practical shit. Yeah. To going online and talking
0: through a camera and a slideshow. It is tough. But on hold there. on, so many units and lectures are already like that. Physiology, for example. It's very theory heavy. Functional anatomy, for example. Well actually that some of those uh, assessments yeah. they had the hands on with you the pra- to, you had to have the hands on for that's the that's functional. True. But there are certain units that are very theory heavy, right? Yeah. Those uh, uh, have mainly online stuff. Yeah, which is true. But,
1: but. they also had the labs as well, which is where you put that theory into application so you understand it. Mm. And that was needed. Mm. Absolutely. I know for a fact that practicals this semester are going to be intensives. So that's a good sign.
0: The Deacon. Okay. What's that going to mean?
1: Um,. I don't know if if it's for every unit. I know for the masters of EP because I've got a couple of friends who are doing that. Um,
0: so the masters are going to do that? You don't know about the undergrad? Not or? yet. Um,
1: with the masters, there's just going to be like a week of intensive prax Smart. Wh- where they get it all
0: done and that's it. Just like you would do like end of year trimester three winter subjects type thing. Yeah. Or well, summer subjects. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unless... <laughs> the whole place shuts down. Who knows? Again.
1: But that's the thing So in flux So I'm for the students Into understanding About that point of view Yes Online learning Sucks for some For some Depends on the person Depends on the person I myself Did not mind When I had to do The online lectures It means I could learn At my own pace Yeah It's better than in person But From being In the Other point of view The non-student Or Mm. the Teacher Yeah The amount of work that had to happen in the shortest amount of time we had was crazy. Well,
0: this is what confused me a bit. The online systems were already set up. Yeah. So, so the le- what? So other the work lecture had to be done. So let's
1: say so all the online system, as in all the slideshows. When we're talking about online systems, we're talking about slideshows, lecture notes, Video reading recordings. materials. Yeah. That's the thing. For those units who had prac intense, we were very heavily prac intensive. Yeah. We weren't prepared. The video, the video idea, came in a couple of weeks. Did
0: you pre-record? Or did you do a live.
1: We had to pre-record everything.
0: So essentially, so, you, you and this is
1: the first time this has happened. I don't know for ages. Yeah. So a lot of units didn't have pre-recordings.
0: Yeah, I can see that's a big issue because now you have dozens of hours of content to shoot, and you editing, shoot, edit, and publish,
1: publish. You had to change all the assignments that were meant to be oh. practical oh, okay. into that's online.
0: True. Yeah, that's uh, a lot of work. So there was a lot of work. I can see why they the were background. charged. Oh, you know what? I would that s- could justify keeping the prices the same
1: it's very neutral Uh, that's why I'm neutral I understand both sides like the amount of work Uh we that credit to the unit chairs had to put in yeah I asked if they needed help they said don't worry about it that's good but the amount of time they had to do in order to make sure you guys or the students had the exact exact same amount of learning Mm. was crazy it's tough and this was within a week a week and a half
0: yeah Hustle up.
1: So everything had to be shifted down and back. Assignments were extended and changed. Yeah. And everything still had to get signed off by the head
0: of the department, whether it was approved or not. See, here's the thing. University of Learning, it's such a big ship. Oh, yeah. It's like a Titanic. So when you try and turn such a big ship in the ocean, it takes a long time, right? You have to go through so much red tape. I could ask this person this person the great thing about something like a certificate 3 and 4 which I teach is that man we got a small very small neat team we can make such quick autonomous decisions and it's like huh you can see the benefit to having a, a little speedboat but the ship is fucking huge
1: yeah uh, well, we've got the content the unit content does get updated every now and again
0: what does that mean? Oh it does change yeah, it does over really? time over time okay, some of that stuff is pretty slow too
1: yeah because that because it gets signed off every couple of years yeah um, but this is what I'm saying that if they had to and I think this was the case for one unit, they revamped the whole unit that this year so they changed everything because when I did that this unit in university in my degree. Until when I taught it now, completely different. It was reamped.
0: Good. It should be. I like that.
1: But because of this, so that's
0: up. You it, because
1: of the amount of work they had already put in yeah. p- to prepare the semester for being on campus in person, add on top of what they had to do to make it online and electronic. It's a lot of work. Exactly. Prepare for uncertainty. can't do that all the time though. you can not do that actually no you can do that all the time
0: you can't live like that you can't, you can't live, live in preparation yeah. you right? can't live in preparation. i see what you're going yeah with. no you got to take action towards what you have in front of you at times too some sometimes stuff is sporadic yeah and you need it and you just need to react yeah like
1: you could get a job interview the next day just mm. out of nowhere yeah for something you applied yeah. for three weeks ago and I you just have to prepare
0: for that. I think the art of living, I heard this term listening to Hugh Jackman talk to Tim Ferriss, a beautiful phrase, the art of living, right? Yeah. Part of the art of living is, is finding that balance of like, that it's like dance.
1: Yeah. You have to you have to go with the rhythm, but you have to be prepared for the unnatural. Yeah. And oh, unexpected. Oh, that's
0: good. You got to prepare for the rhythm.
1: No, you have to... So you still go with the rhythm. Yeah, go with the rhythm. But you have to be prepared for the unnatural and unexpected.
0: Yeah, prepare for the unnatural and unexpected. That's so true. That's such a nice way to phrase it. And I think that a big part of the art of living is listening, going with the, the flow, yeah. the rhythm of where the conversation's going to take us.
1: Yeah, pretty much. How you talk to your clients or to your family and your friends, mm and how you absorb and reflect your emotions and your words onto them
0: changes. From, from, from context to context. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that you being authentic, uh, it almost seems disingenuous and inauthentic to be, oh, are you a different person around him and her and this? Yes, I'm a different part of myself. Yeah. I'm expressing and highlighting and emphasizing different portions of myself, but all of those portions are should be authentic Honest depictions. And they make up me. Yes. Like, you're going to bring more energy, generally speaking, to a coaching session. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Especially
1: if the preference of coaching session is someone's doing a massive lift. Mm. People who haven't he- heard, and just for context, haven't heard me yell or scream, yeah, will be taken aback for when I actually do it. Yeah, because you're a more... I'm a more laid-back person.
0: Yeah, I'll let you bring bring the words. Yeah, I'm a more laid-back. You take your time when you talk. Yeah. You're not in a rush. There's not a huge amount of energy coming at you. So I'm, I'm just here. Huh. How did you become that? Have you always been like that? Um, yeah,
1: I think, and I'd probably like to thank my martial arts background. Mm. was probably
0: a big part of it. What did you do? Taekwondo. You still do that? No no, I did it for. I think 11 years though but enough for it really moulds you yeah what did that teach you? just
1: to know when and how to act to some degree I won't say I'm a like a really top class person at doing it but if I need to change my energy my emotion to fit the situation I can I would go And this is how to reflect into this competition. Because of my last name, for clarification, my last name is White. It's a blessing and a curse. Um, I was always last in our our stages. So in our comp, because I didn't do the actual fighting side, I did the more technical. So I did what we call Pumse, or the more technical patterns, where we would demonstrate movements And clarity of those movements
0: Would it be like Equivalent to a kata In karate?
1: Yeah pretty much Exactly the same as a kata And because of that I would have to Being last I'd say it's probably One of the shittest things Because You're there Watching everyone else Seeing everyone else's score Mm. So automatically Your brain's already thinking I need to get this To be in this position How am I going to get this if this person's state team
0: he's done this so well already yeah
1: Hmm. so I would actually have to calm myself that whole time and there was times I would wait for anywhere from half an hour to an hour depending on how big the comp was but then to get more technical score when we were doing our patterns or our actual comp we would have to show aggression With our kicks and our strikes And with Our yell Or our shout So you have to switch From trying to calm your nerves Mm. And then walk into centre Centre of the mat And we're talking I think a Usually a 5 by 5 mat With Three judges in front of you Two on the side
0: Mm.
1: So you've got eyes everywhere Eyes are all on you No matter where to then going into that aggression
0: state, like switch, like a flip of a switch. Wow. Yeah, that's a great example. Then you really had to dance with the emotion. Yeah. And then as soon as
1: you finish, you come back, breathe in, breathe out, reset. Ground yourself. Yeah. Bow, thank the judges, walk off the mat. Wow,
0: what a, that's a powerful experience. You really have to be in control. You can't spaz out. You can't have too much, you can't have too little.
1: Because it will f- it will pretty much
0: dedu- deduct you points, mm. unfortunately. Did you find that you were naturally good at that or you really it took time? You had to what did you have to work on? The more of the aggression or more of the or something else? More of the aggression, definitely. Yeah. So you have this probably natural proclivity towards Uh yeah,
1: I'm I'm if I could like let's say if I could go and we'll use the example for, let's say, our generation. If someone's to give me an absolute bender of a weekend over a night in with mates, mm. so if I could go on a bender with my mates or a night in with my mates, I'd choose a night in. Chill. Mm. Chill.
0: Just at home.
1: Yeah. Quiet one.
0: Dinner. We're doing whatever. Dinner. Small
1: dinner and drinks.
0: Yeah. Chill. Just have music in the back and that's it. You know, well, that's good. You're, you're self-aware to your preferences and who you are. Have you ever felt pressure... I've, I speak to Jay Edmonds about this. I think Jay Edmonds, um, I've done a podcast with him, for those listening, he's a, he's an example of a coach and a human being who much more quiet-spoken, much more introverted, um, but effective. Yep. He's aware and he's effective at, at, at that, right? And you have powerful figures like the owner of this building, Christian Woodford, um, who I call the Kanye West of the music industry to give you guys an understanding of that type of personality, <laughs> you know, you That's have a, these such a good
1: description,
0: yeah, don't you think yeah polarizing yep. how his things with certain substances and mental illness I would, I would go as far so I would go to as far to say that we're him and me
1: we're polar opposites.
0: exactly, so when you see a guy like that so successful in his own right, do I have to be like that to make it in this industry to be effective? I wonder, did you ever think when you were younger you had to be and try and emulate someone or something else to a certain degree yes mm. I think we're all influenced by that there's no change
1: in terms of that I, th- I think everyone gets influenced by a figure or person of their interest or who they're inspired to be Yeah, that does happen without a doubt um, I think in terms th- are we talking in terms of a coaching perspective
0: or as a person as a person yeah
1: um I'd say yes, I know I need to be more outspoken and just more louder because being calm has
0: caused me to sometimes mumble. Yeah. As evidence earlier before when you asked what did I say? Yeah. Um so just communicate improving your communication ability. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how it's happened. Like I've
1: more withdrawn I was more withdrawn and more at bat like I more sit to the back. But over time, it's sliding the creep forward.
0: I've started expressing louder, to use that term. Yeah. Okay. Do you think? I wonder because I think our. Well, look, another another good example is Brick. Yeah. Another great example is Jeremy. Yeah. Look, absolutely. Look how
1: he came through the internship and ah. I've seen this guy change from day one mm. and it's been nuts and so, I love it.
0: Let's paint the picture. We look at a guy who's overweight, he's unathletic, he's so quiet you don't think he exists. Yeah. I didn't notice him for ages. I still love you, Brooke. <laughs> no, but no, but this is important because it's not who you it's it's like a goggle story. Yeah. In in a, in a in a small like just a snippet, right? Yeah. Just like the 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 chapter 1. Yeah. Because who the fuck this man can become is I think inspiring fucking earth (laughs) who he's becoming is inspiring because now he commands dramatically more presence he is much more well spoken he is much more healthy he's much more professional the way he dresses the way he presents himself and that transformation a person makes is everybody's capable of yeah it's just you have to find that niche
1: you need to find that cataclysm that inspires it.
0: You've got to have a why and a reason.
1: Oh, yeah. That's pretty much it. That cataclysm is that why and the reason. Yeah. When you find it, you will go, oh, what's
0: fuck. What's yours? Did you, when's that moment for you?
1: I personally believe I still haven't found it yet.
0: Yeah. That's okay. I know there's been hints.
1: Yeah. I know... The reason why I've gone into university work and still do the coaching is that it's a crossover of education.
0: And that fulfills you? Yeah. I don't, sorry, I'm so sorry, sorry. I don't mean to
1: put words in your mouth. What does it give to you? Well, we might as well take it. It does fulfill me. Like, okay. I, I like seeing that light bulb moment where students and athletes go, it switches on. They go, this is why this makes sense. This is how it makes sense now. And you facilitated that. You want... If
0: you're facilitating I that, it's a powerful thing.
1: Facilitate or encourage it. I yeah. don't want to give away the answer immediately. Yes. I want them to see... That I want to see their brain tick. Yes. And tick and then go, click. There it is. And once it is, I will just be over the moon. Yeah. It's the same as someone doing a lot of debt... And I'm going to use this example because it recently happened a lighter trap bar deadlift to what they're used to and they nail the form every rep for every set and it just looks like art. Mm. I will just be just silent. I don't cue. I don't say anything because it does not need me mm. in that.
0: That's so good. You got to know when to pull back when it doesn't need you. Yeah. I think we get too. Verbose and too excited and too much. We try and be yeah. Too we, much. We, we
1: try and
0: it's too and
1: it's it's, <sighs> it's sort of replicating everything how we can over cue people. Oh yeah. If we over cue, we lead to confusion. Yeah. We just know, need to know what cues work for each person individually. And then watch it flow watch it happen
0: i want to make a parallel to this to the to the to the to the real world for everybody else listening think Think about a cue like on on a movement right we're trying to give them one or two words to help them um do something productive more towards what we want now think about a conversation you know if you're giving someone feedback or criticism there is an art to the way you communicate there is a certain phrasing and tonality there that, that is most effective depending on the person you're talking to. It's yep. finding that. Yeah, it's just finding that
1: for everyone. And, and, and as much as it sounds a bit tedious, everyone is different. Everyone's not the same. We're all different individuals. How yeah. we learn, how we listen, how we think, how we understand, how we process how we express that is all different once you find it it becomes great yeah and it sort of goes into the system of if you get a new client get to know them
0: as a person first as a person yep
1: They they are a client yes they are paying for your services but the first thing you should do is get to know them you might not know them they might just come to you out of pure interest and what, do you, do you want to be the first thing you do is just take them through every program or whatever you need we to do? We try and impress them. Yeah, you try, you're just trying to say, hey, these are my services. Thanks for coming along. See you next week.
0: And then you try and then throw everything you know about them down their throat. Everything you know. Yeah. You know, you try and position yourself as an authority figure. Hey, this is why we do this. This is what you do. This is here, here. here. Talk, talk, talk. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. No,
1: I will sit back and go... Just tell me about yourself. Mm. Who are you? What's your name? What's your backstory? What got you into sport? Yeah. Why do you- A do you conversation. Why'd
0: you come here? Getting can... to know them. Yeah. You need to do more of that. That's pretty much it. Like we've done here. Yeah, man. Matthew White. Alex and Alice. It's not a... It's not the public profile name anymore sorry no it's okay it's just my middle name bit of a leak (laughs) yes people if you know you know Um, any last parting thoughts comments asks of the audience or or just where people can find you if you want to leave them on that uh, um, I guess just take
1: your time there's no rush it will come to you like everything Work will come to you. Money will come to you. Don't go out seeking it. Yes, you might have to seek it for, some, for a bit of duration. But don't let it rush. Don't rush into it. Don't go, I need to apply for 15 jobs to have a chance in this world. You can do that. But don't be this hardened if you don't get a single callback. Right, because failure is a part of that. Yeah, just be patient. See, review and reflect how you happened, how that happened, what kind of, what caused me. Mm. Be progressive about it. Just take your time. The world
0: is rushing as it is. We're too rushed. (laughs) We want want so much. In such a short time. And so we feel like we need to rush. Yeah. Your behavior, how you act, is an example, I think, of embodying that principle. Taking your time, not rushing. So... I think you're a great example of not someone who's just talking about it, but you're being about it.
1: I'd like to think so. Like, hey, I'm turning 25 this year mm. and I'm still not finished. I know I'm not finished with studying. I know I'm going to go back and finish off. Do one more degree. What do you think it'll be? Physio.
0: Masters? Correct. Very good. Maybe we'll talk again when that chapter opens. <laughs> Oof. Couple months It opens up We'll see Matthew White Thank you No thank you For this conversation You finally got it done it Took us time <laughs> But it's we good got it done It's good Appreciate you Where can people find you um, At the moment I've only got
1: A Instagram handle It's just underscore I think it's Hold on This man's looking it up He don't know I, I forgot if it's He my, doesn't know his name If it's my full name I would like Oh goodness I'll put it in the description For people it, Okay it's just Underscore Matthew White it's going to become my, both my social and coaching Instagram.
0: All right, roger that. Thank you, Matthew White. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. No, it was awesome. Done. <laughs> you are watching, talking, or listening to Talking Chimps. Do you expect us to behave? Do you expect a chimp to behave in a zoo? And how are you going to expect us to behave? We're in a fucking zoo. It's called the fucking planet. Spinning around in a marble, hurling through space, wondering when the fuck we're going to get off this ride. Never! We're stuck! And we're in a Milky Way, which is in another universe, in another universe, in another universe, in another universe.